We're back, baby. Twenty twenty three, forget about her. It's in the rearview mirror. Twenty twenty four is upon us. I mean, look, we had a short sabbatical from the podcast. You might have noticed we've been gone. <laughs> look, I might be a borderline alcoholic in the meantime. I'm coming straight off a four day bender. I'm hungover as, but my God, I'm excited to be here back in the podcast, the first podcast of the year. Alistair, welcome in. I mean, God, it, it feels good. I feel fresh. I've, I'm full of optimism for the new year. Only good things ahead. Yeah, yeah. I feel fresh. I feel great. I'm going to kill myself. Paranoia is coming through the walls, man. The children of ecstasy aren't safe anymore. We're no longer all together as one, but separate mental patients. Um, I've got some tea to go with your vodka. Victory sip, the first sip of 2024. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. It's good to see your face again. I'm glad you survived um, the four-day bender that you've just been on um, at a bush doof uh, in the middle of the Victorian countryside. For those listeners who don't know what a bush doof is, it's basically where you um, go as far away as possible from an, from the nearest hospital and then take as many drugs as you can um, and then see how you go. So, But you're alive. You made it back. Yeah, look, and, and look, don't ask me about it. I won't say anything without my lawyer being present. Um, but I must say, you know, we've had a short break. We've, you know, Christmas has come and gone. That feels like a lifetime ago. We're into the new year and we thought, look, let's not, let's stop fluffing about and let's get back to our regular podcast schedule. Hopefully you haven't all missed us too much. Um, you know, in the meantime, Laird, he's dropping dumbbells on his head at other podcasts. So we've got to, you know, bring back in the loyal listeners, don't we, Alistair? <laughs> Lloyd just need uh, Lloyd. Lloyd just needs to um really like. I feel like he needs his gym membership revoked. He's. It sounds like he's you know, a bit irresponsible with the old dumbbells there. Or maybe he just needs to take it down a notch and uh you know stick to some lighter weights for a little while, or stop listening to hilarious so rare podcasts. Maybe one of the one of those three. Um, but yeah, it's uh look. I mean, it's it, it's it's good. To, I think it's good to be back out of the kind of nether zone of the Christmas period. I don't know about you, Simon, but like, I feel like the, the period from maybe like the 20th of December through to now is like just this hazy blur of not knowing what day it is. You know, it's Christmas pud, it's leftover Christmas pud, it's beers for breakfast, the cricket's on, you know, it's, you don't really have a bedtime. You feel like you're a kid again and you've been allowed to stay up as long as you want. You know, you've got new gifts. You forget about them. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's a weird time. The Christmas tree's dead in the corner. Um, so it feels like today is the first day of like a new life. I feel revitalized. All right. There's always a little bit of room for pud. I don't know. How, how has your Christmas break been? Have you been enjoying taking some time away from the podcast? I have, I have, you know, um, like you said, sitting back, relaxing. It is that sort of blur in between Christmas and New Year. Um, none more so when you're drunk pretty much from when you wake up to go to bed for four, five days straight. Um, but, mm -hmm. I mean, on a rare point of view, you throw in the fact that there's all of a sudden midweek games, you know, teams are playing on Christmas, they're playing on Boxing Day, um, you know, New Year's Day. 
all these times that when you're away with friends and family and you've still got to try and set your lineups. Um, it's, it's quite mm. a chaotic period. I find it hard enough to remember to set my lineups at the best of times, let alone when, you know, I'm five <laughs> tablespoons deep into the Christmas pud and, you know, Manchester City have got a midweek coming up. Yeah, I mean, a classic example over the weekend, um, you know, lineup deadline passes. I'm, you know, I've given up on trying to shimmy you into setting your lineups. I knew you were in the middle of the bush somewhere um, off your tree. So I was like, look, I'm just not going to bother him. And then sure enough, I watch as Phil Foden, Rodri, both bang out just casual hundreds. <laughs> you know, Trent smashing it. Probably would have won the entire competition if you'd just, you know, been there to set your lineup. But hey, you, were, you had other priorities. And that is that is this time of year. It's hard to, it kind of gives you a bit of perspective on Soraya because you kind of, you're so distracted by other things that you kind of realize that, yeah, maybe Soraya's not that important. <laughs> it is funny though, as soon as you don't set a lineup, I think a sick part of me wants my players to do badly because mm. I got a tiny little bit of reception as I was leaving the festival and I saw your message. I saw the 200s and I went, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like I, I knew the Liverpool game was coming on and a little part of me was like, hmm, really hope Trent and like Allison don't keep clean sheets and both pump out really good scores. Otherwise, I'm really going to like kick myself that I didn't set that lineup. So when Liverpool conceded to... Allison didn't score that well. Trent only got 50. I, I sort of took a breath and I was like, oh, phew, okay. Because you never want the one week you smash to be the one week where you drop the ball. No, no, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, cool. Well, look, let's, let's, we're on the precipice here. We're on the, we're on the edge. We're, we're looking forward into a brand new year. The world is our oyster. The opportunities abound for us, but it would be remiss of us to not to continue without looking back at the year that was. It's been a pretty tumultuous year, um, so much so that you've quit the entire game. Um, we've had some ups, we've had some downs. I think we've – is this the first full year of So Rare Down Under? I think it is. Yeah. First uh, full year that we've yes. done? Yeah, yeah. As, as So Rare Down Under, yeah. You know, we've we've – We've grown a little following. We've got some fan, some friends, some fans. We've been interacting with other people in the so rare world. So I think it's been a, a great year for us, apart from the aforementioned um, burning down of your entire gallery. So I think it's a good good point for us to just have a look back and kind of see what the year that was. I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a... So I guess from we'll start with your perspective. Obviously your situation has changed, but like how have you kind of felt about Soraya in the last 12 months? It's funny because looking back on the year, I think until I actually stopped and, and had a look and, and reflected back on the year, so much has happened. Like I kind of forget mm. that all these things have been ticked off. Like, cause there's constantly updates. It feels there's constantly things changing. It's actually quite like overwhelming and, and almost impressive in a way to be like, Whoa, like from where the platform is now, look, apart from all the negativity around it, like, holy shit, it's actually achieved quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was doing a bit of a brief kind of like scroll through some of the old medium posts. And I mean, just from me looking in like five minutes, I mean, there's definitely more things than this, but like they onboarded the fucking premier league this year. Like that's, that's a big deal. And that's, that's within this 2023 that happened. Um, We've had like long form competitions added. We've had cash competitions, which are, I think have been a pretty good success. I think people have enjoyed those. Um, 
they've added thresholds into new scarcities. Like that's a, a massive one that has changed my entire strategy. We'll talk about whether that's a good thing or not, maybe a bit later. They've introduced the collection game, the cash wallet. Like that's a big, that was a big thing that people always said was going to be the, you know, the key to unlocking the big next big growth phase. Um, transaction fees have come in, which I think is probably good for Sorare if it's not necessarily good for us, but I think people have like taken that pretty well. Um, and I mean, there's, I think, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, but more recently they've introduced these reward boxes. Have you seen that? Um, no, it's not the one where the box opens in like your backyard or anything, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, you yeah. no, no, I don't think you can open it in the backyard. Um, okay. it's not a, not a physical box. Um, They've introduced like a new tournament where you, you play and if you win, if you come in the top, whatever, you get a card. But then if you finish kind of anyone in like the top 7,000 also gets like a random box that could have a star limited in it or it could have just a shitty limited in it or it could have like a boost or, you know, coins Coin. or whatever, like coins. So they're kind of like, it's kind of like this uh, consolation prize of, you know, you didn't win but here's something and potentially you could luck out and win something. I mean, there was a guy that finished like 3,000th and he got it some shitty tier four and then his reward box had Joey Veerman in it. So it's kind of like this cool way to kind of keep you in, in, engaged if you're not necessarily like at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. I think you touched on it briefly. I reckon the transaction fees are one of the most best bits of genius that Serrera have done because I think of it like... If I'm going to the local servo and I'm going to get myself some hot chips and a sausage roll and it says that the sausage roll is $5, I'm like, oh, five bucks, like pushing it. it says it's four I'm like, oh, four fifty, yeah, not bad, not bad. They chuck a little, you know, the little ATM thing, if you tap your card, a lot of these places, mm -hmm. if you tap your card, it does a little surcharge. It adds it on. You're already paying for it anyway. You don't even, like, it doesn't even cross your mind. I it's free real estate. I think that's they've done a similar thing where it just comes out of what you sell and i like i feel like that's mm. a really good way for them to just take a little profit without making it too obvious it's a two-bedroom house it's free it's got a pool in the back just me maybe yeah that was i mean people people like to bash sorare about their execution and i think this was one thing that they kind of nailed the execution on in that it could have been something that like really you know rattled the cage a little bit um because people don't like losing money, you know, no matter how small. And I mean, on some of the bigger transactions, the transaction fee is pretty sizable, you know, um, but they managed to kind of like, they're like, it's coming. It's going to be, we're going to roll it out slowly. And they slowly kind of onboarded it and people just kind of are at one with it now. I don't think anyone's got any problems with them. Um, you know, that combined with the fact that they upgraded all the like crypto stuff on the back end, so that now you can, and obviously Ethereum going Ethereum 2.0 or whatever, you know, you can now withdraw money. Well, you can now withdraw money is a massive one. Uh, and the fees associated with that aren't so high either. So it kind of balances itself out. But yeah, the transaction fees was one that, yeah, they, I think they did well. <laughs> yeah. And the Premier League, you, t you said that initially. When did that launch? Cast your mind back? January 30th, I think. Okay. Was yeah, it, or so it was early. Yeah, it was early, early in January last uh, last year, yeah. Because mm, that seems like a, a lifetime ago. Do you, do you think that 2023 compared to 2022, regardless of the overall market, in terms of the actual things that Sarad did, do you mm. reckon this or the year just gone was an improvement? 
Yeah, I I think 100%. And I think people do need to give Sorrera a bit of credit in that they haven't done everything perfectly. And market prices have been kind of going down, you know, relatively consistently all year. Consistently all year. Um, And I think people are upset about that. And they're letting that kind of blind them in the fact that, yeah, Sorrera has been constantly changing its product to try and improve it. And... They have actually been putting out pretty regular updates saying like, this is what we're working on. This is what we want to do. There was some things they rolled out like the fitness bonus and the physio and all that bullshit. And people were like, nah, don't like it. And they're like, all right, fair enough. Like they're listening to the, to the community on some things, you know, we'll get into what they've done wrong in a second. <laughs> but I think overall pretty massive year in terms of like just the stuff that they've actually rolled out. And I think people might need to sometimes remind themselves of just how far we have come in a year. Absolutely. Like there's so many more facets to the game now. So many more different Mm. avenues for you to enjoy. Like before it was just, you know, put your money on, buy your players, hope like your gallery goes up and try and win. Now it's like, okay, you're not winning, but how else can you enjoy? There's collections, there's the, the rivals, there's all these other little avenues. And like you said, your reward boxes and all those little, little intricate things. I reckon that makes it such a more well-rounded product. And I think, you know, fingers crossed, 2024, take us to the moon. If Sarea went back to where it was and started flying again, and we've now got all these other extra things to do on the platform, holy heck, it's like, it's going to be elite. You know, one of the best things that I think they did, you might not have been aware of this, but one of the, so one of the things, we'll talk about the things that they did wrong. And one of the things they did wrong is they've got all these big ambassadors, God knows how much they're paying them, doing diddly sweet fuck all what what would you say you do here um you know Messi's kind of just bouncing a soccer ball and that's you know there's i don't know how much they paid him for that but none of them are doing anything to actively promote Sorare. one person they did kind of partner up with is pranksy um so pranksy's like a big nft guy in the web3 space um and whilst Web3 and NFTs have taken an absolute hammering this year, and that's probably one of the reasons Sorare hasn't done as well because I do think that they are reliant on a bit of that kind of like Web3 hype. Um, but getting him on board, he's actually been posting stuff being like, like he did, so you probably didn't notice this, but uh, a few weeks no, ago. 12 days oh. of Christmas. No. 12 days giveaway. Close. Oh, <clears> yeah. <throat> well, was that, well, he, well, he didn't do the 12 days of Christmas, but he did the giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was like, hey, I made like eight grand this week on Sorare. That isn't that great. I'm giving away a, you know, $2,000 card as a, as a, you know. And I think that kind of stuff, as much as Sorare probably don't like that, that kind of thing, people like bragging about how much money they've made and, you know, NFT giveaways, that kind of thing. That's, I think that's one of the things that's going to, when, maybe there is a bit more of a bear mar- a bull market that kind of thing is what's going to get people kind of coming in and spending the big bucks on Sorare as opposed to Sorare's goal which is like you know getting mass adoption of these you know dickheads with $50 in their pocket we want the big boys to come in and i think partnering up with Pranksy is a massive step towards that yeah yeah because i mean in comparison what Serena Williams done what's Killian Mbappe done <laughs> what's PK like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on, guys. What have you done for me lately? I mean, it, and the other thing is like a lot. They 
they stamped out. Remember, remember there was a time where lots of football players were playing Soraya and it yeah. became a thing where everyone was whinging about it. Like, oh, you know, um, Daily Blind. Was it Daily Blind? Yeah, it was or for Clarsen. Yeah, it might have been oh. David Clarsen. He was like, he changed his keeper out last minute and then obviously like that was a little bit of a forecast to the coach making a decision to change the keeper and they were like, oh, this is insider trading, blah, blah, blah. But now you don't hear anything about these players playing Sorare anymore. Griezmann used to be like a fanatic. He used to play, use like videos of him playing it on the plane and like, you know, telling his teammates he just bought their NFT. Like that stuff has really dropped off. And I think that stuff has to come back for, especially for like the kind of, again, those bigger spenders, the Web3 people, the guys who want to kind of play and earn and yield. But that stuff's all missing. I would argue though that that's not Sorare's fault. I think that's purely a drop-off in NFTs because I know a lot of the players at the Storm, like the Rugby League Club in Melbourne, you know, they all got on board a bunch of different NFT projects, you know, had their own like NFT like page and all this sort of stuff and they've all sort of stopped playing and it's all sort of dropped off. I don't think that's a surreal yeah. issue. I think that's, like we said, a, a more general consequence I mean, of how the market you can say that they, they contributed to it by like they did change the guidelines around how players could play the game like they couldn't yeah. buy players from their own leagues i think which you know that's kind of fair enough you, you you really don't want someone who's got insider knowledge playing oh i suppose it doesn't really matter i mean that's a, a different debate i suppose well, but well that's why that's why they never onboarded the a league because they knew i was so tight with all the melbourne city players and they just knew that i would dominate <laughs> so it's fair enough jamie mclaren's pulled his groin Everyone dropping from your teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but I think that that kind of raises a bigger point. I mean, we'll, obviously the big conversation at the moment, you're probably aware of it, even though you've been off the grid, is everyone's trying to save Soraya, Simon. Like, it, it, it's it's the end of year dip. We had a big one last year. It was our first big one in a while, and everyone freaked out. And then we recovered over the course of the year, and now it's Christmas again. We're in the nether zone, you know, beers for breakfast. And prices are dropping. People are panicking. Everyone's talking about how we're going to save Sorare. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. Otherwise, the platform's going to zero. Nicholas is coming out and saying, nah, we're all sweet. Don't worry about it. Um, but people are panicking. And I think one thing that I think people don't talk about as much is maybe we just need a crypto NFT bull market. And we'll be saved. Nice. 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 Hey, green means good, right? People Okay, how how do we make that happen? <laughs> on, I don't I'll think see. we could. I don't think we can make We're it happen. Come I think up with solutions. <laughs> I think this just becomes this moment of like, I don't know if you've, there's this website at the moment called like paperhands.com or something, and it it looks at your crypto wallet or your NFT wallet, and it looks at all the things you've bought and sold, and it tells you like you bought, you know. Five Ethereum in January of 2017. If you had held on to that, this is how much it would be worth now. And it's kind of just like people are just posting it to like take the piss out of themselves. Like, oh, I bought all this Dogecoin and now I've, I sold it. I could be a millionaire right now. Lol, 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 lol. Um, can't remember what my point was. But the, the point being, I don't think we can necessarily like make it happen, but maybe it's just a time to like be greedy when other people are fearful buy up some of these amazing cards that you can get for pretty cheap prices right now and just trust that the market will turn. Maybe we just need to diamond hands this thing instead of being little paper ham bitch boys. 
Man, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. You got me hyped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Life savings. Get it up. Get it in the so rare. Come on. I don't, I don't want to be a bitch boy. Um, <laughs> this is financial advice, motherfuckers. I'll say it. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Got, um, a, got, a bit, got a bit sweaty there. Yeah, I mean, oof, yeah, calm down. Um, yeah, but we, I feel like we have also been saying this for a while of like, the old, oh, it's going down. This is the time to get up, get in. And then it keeps going down. And then we're like, well, now it's really down. We should get in now. And then you'd, so it's, you know. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, bitch boy. Ma- markets, don't turn ar- markets don't turn around in a day. I, I, I think it's, I mean, I've been through this so many times, with, especially crypto, because it is something where the lows are really low and the highs are really high. And when the lows are low, you do feel like it's just the dumbest investment ever to buy crypto. Everyone's everyone's laughing at you. Oh, where's your Lambo now? Ha ha ha. Crypto's worth nothing. You lost everything. What an idiot. And then sure enough, it, it bounces back. You know, we can't yeah. say that that's definitely going to happen with NFTs. It may not, of course. Um, but the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that when you're in the bear market and you're at the dip and you're at the bottom, it feels like it's never going to go up. So mm. I, now is the time, I guess, for people who are true so rare believers to just, you know, put their dick in and pray. What the fuck? Okay, okay. Is that a, that I, think that's a Buffett, I think that's a Buffett quote, that one. Yeah, put that on a poster. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, well, to be fair, remember back in the day where, like when Sarah first started and you would be like, Oh man, if I had bought, mm. uh, I don't know, I was going to say Cohen Castiles, but it's probably not a great example. Um, <laughs> who's the who's the best player that I can name right now that everyone knows worldwide? Cohen Castiles. Um, let's say it, Antoine Griezmann. Um, yeah, there you go. That's better. Know, and <laughs> if everyone had bought uh, Yuka oh. Asako. <laughs> In 2012. Yeah. Um, I get your point. If everyone had bought him, like, you know, in a year's time, remember, like, his price had five yeah. times what it was. And it's that classic thing of, oh, if only I'd bought in that. Like, 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 on the back of your point, this could be that chance to do that once again. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Or it could just keep going. I've always said, like, I, I, I'm not an economist, but as long as they keep offering cash prizes and cash thresholds, it's not going to go to zero. Like, um, obviously, the company could just fold because they're just giving out cash and not making any money. We've just got to trust that when they say that everything's a-okay and that their financials are good. I don't know if there's a way to check that, but that's, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. But as long as they're financially stable and they've got investors and they've got money and capital, as long as those current game structures are in, people, there will always be a point where people go, okay, this is too cheap now. I'd be stupid not to buy these cards because I can just turn it into $200 every weekend or whatever, you know, whatever threshold you're going for. So mm. I think there's there's a bit of a safety lever in there at the moment, unless, of course, everything just burns to the ground, in which case, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's just life savings. Whatever. It's um, just fine. You know, when you've got the CEO giving you a little emoji thumbs up, like everything's going to be sweet. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would, Why would argue. Just... Why would he lie? Well, why would he lie? Exactly. Um, One thing I can promise you this. I will always tell you the truth. Devil's advocate, though, I think 
would you think if you put yourself in a whale's shoes, you're not so much concerned about the yield week to week? Obviously, that's part of it. But a large part of what makes you a whale is your gallery value and the value of your cards. And if they're dropping so considerably, no matter how much you win, it's hard to try and make up that loss. Would that be fair to say? I think it depends on the whale. I think there's whales who bought in at the peak and they would be pretty justifiably stressing because if you've spent a million dollars on something that's now worth $200,000, that's a lot of thresholds you got to win. That's a lot of rewards you got to win to try and make that up. But I think any of those people who have kind of bought in around or before the Gary V boom, it's all just it's all just dividends. You're just yielding every week and you can sell your cards for under, you know, 20% under market and you know, I know that yeah, again it's it's hard to look at you, look at your gallery value and go, oh, it was a hundred k, and now it's twenty five k. I'm fucked. But it all comes back to what you've put into it. And mm. if if you're yielding every week, which most of these whales are yielding pretty well, um, I don't see it being too much of a problem. They're probably more concerned with the platform itself just completely going to zero because then both their gallery is worth zero and all of their yielding opportunities have gone. Have gone. So. I- are you personally panicking, Alster? Yeah. No, I'm panicking. I'm not are panicking. You, are you putting your dick in and praying? <laughs> well, I have actually been depositing uh, over the last couple of months, so I guess my dick is in. Um, I'm I'm not panicking. I'm realizing that hindsight 2020, when you're looking at your gallery of value and you're going, this is crazy. Like I've, you know, 500x what I put in. Not 500x, 500 you know, 500, x 500 500x, 500%, 500%, 500%, 500x. You definitely should have cashed out. 500x, yeah, I should have cashed out. You definitely should have cashed out. Yeah, once, when you're looking at that and it was the peak of everything, the problem is when it's the peak of everything, you, you, your gallery is worth a lot, everything costs a lot, but you're also, the things that you win are worth a lot. So you, it's hard to kind of have that, you've got to really go, okay, I foresee prices going down and maybe I should have done that and I probably should have taken money out more regularly to make sure that I'm kind of playing with, you know, house money. I definitely should have done that. Um, Got a little bit greedy and just thought, well, I'll just keep, you know, I just mentioned like whales, not that I was a whale, but I was yielding and because every card I won was at least worth $150, $200, even for a shitty tier four or five, I was like, well, I'll just keep doing this. It's just compounding on my investment. So, but to answer your question, I'm still in the in the black, even though I got in at probably not the worst time to get in, but the second worst time. I got in during the Gary V boom. So I was close to paying like the highest prices of anyone, but I've still mm. managed to yield enough through ETH rewards and just general rewards. I've had time in the game, so I've, I'm still doing okay. I mean, I personally got into the absolute worst time, but you know mm. what it is, Alistair? And I, I don't think, I think Sorare is different to any other investment. So, you know, you'd five times your investment and say you just had that in crypto. Say mm. you had it just in Ethereum. I think, you know, it's a more likely scenario that you, you're probably a bit more rational about it and you take that money out because it's purely business. I think the issue with Sorare is it's too much fun. Yeah. Yes, you had you'd absolutely grown your investment 
Yeah. On the books, you should definitely take it out. But I remember us having this conversation because when I put my first big chunk of money in, it basically doubled within a week, right before mm. the MLS season started. And I was like, I've just doubled my money in a week. Like, if that's anywhere else, you, you're probably more likely to take that out and go back to just your initial investment. But it's because I was like, oh, but I love these players I've got. I want to play with these players. I want to get better players. Like, yeah, I'll, that win, I'll, win, I'll win better play. I'll win players that are worth just as much as these ones. So it makes sense to just keep keep going. And you want to play. You don't want to sit on the sidelines and watch everyone else have the fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's like, and, and, you know, obviously I'm in a very like conflicted spot at the moment because like financially, like not in the best, best position to play Sarah, but in terms of the fun, and I still love Sorare. Too and much like, ketamine. So you know I mean? <laughs> That's why it's difficult to like try and separate the two, I think. You're absolutely, yeah. You really, you know, they talk about investing as like you've got to take the emotion out of it. But you can't take the emotion out of Sorare because it's, you got your boys, you know, you're watching them, you're hoping for that decisive. It's exciting. You want the excitement. You want to play the game. Um, and that was definitely like, you know, if I had been able to have a crystal ball and see into the future and go, right, if I just take out like 40% of my gallery and hold on to that ETH until the massive dip that's coming in eight months' time, then I would have been able to buy back in and buy all these incredible players and just keep rolling. Um, and I would have been, I'm a genius. But of course, when prices are high and you've got that money there, you just want to keep reinvesting um, because you want to get better at the game. So. Yeah, I can't really, I can't be upset about where things are at necessarily. And I haven't lost my house, so I'm all good. Mm, yeah, you've lost my respect. Uh, oh, respect yeah, big time. Yeah. 100% um, lost respect of everyone around me. Um, there was a time where people would, you know, treat me differently when I walked in a room. Like, oh, this guy, he's made made 500x on his uh, little nft game over there he's a pretty big roller a bit of a smart bit of a genius you know, the web 3 genius they used to call me some call me chatoon bringer of corn mm. not anymore now they're just well, laughing I, at me yeah we just hear whispers like i just heard that he bought a lucas celerian for one eth his penis must be massive and everyone be like yeah that celerian dick yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, we've all made bad decisions. Speaking of bad decisions, let's talk about some of the shit that Sarah has done poorly. Let's uh, let's just put any rumours at ease that we are just so rare shills, paid to be here talking them up um, and trying to invigorate another bull run. Let's talk about some of the bad things they've done. So the first one, we have to we haven't had a chance to rant about this yet. Our last episode, it was me ranting for most of the, the pod about my terrible reward oh he's a young superstar and how could how could i how could they do this to me giving me this guy who's about to go on winter break and has a bright future next minute they introduce dnps into the prize pool i'm actually quite happy with that i'm like absolutely if i can pick up some dnp goalkeepers as like tier fours tier fives i'm all about it my word did they fuck it up simon i don't know if you've been paying attention to it but they did it bad. They did it real bad. How so? Okay. Well, oh, you actually, before oh, you answer that, yeah, before you okay. answer that, can yes. I put how I would do it? How would you do it? Yeah. Okay. You've got DMPs. You've got all these cards that are currently not being sold. They're no good to anyone, but there's some value in there because there's players who will eventually play again or have some value again in the future. Go on. I would say put them 
in the tier five lower tier four pool. Mm -hmm. And those in the tier four pool are you're going off their valuation off the past uh, six to 12 months. Bingo, baby. Okay, so the big problem where they fucked it up and they're still yet to fix it and it baffles the mind that they didn't think of this when they put it in, they've valued them all at their last like sale price. And, of course, these are DMPs. They're not being sold. No one's – they're not being auctioned. So their last auction was like maybe sometimes up to 12 months ago during one of the biggest kind of bull runs of the, of that Sorare has ever seen. So – People are getting awarded goalkeepers who are like in their late 30s who are probably never going to play again as like tier twos, tier threes. And people are understandably pretty fucked up. Fucked up? Fucked off. No. Pissed off. They're pissed off. They're pissed off with it. Um, Poor old Chani um, finished. I mean, I'm complaining about the reward I got. He he came fourth in All-Star Super Rare, Simon, and he won a backup DMP goalkeeper. I'm sure oh. he might he might be good eventually. There's all these people in the comments going, "Oh, he could, you know, he's got a lot of talent." I'm so over the moon with my reward because he has talent and he actually plays. <laughs> talent on the bench it means nothing to me. So there was a lot of people who were like they finished, you know, a lot of people who finished well outside of where they could ever expect to finish. They've had it's all clicked into gear everything's gone right they've finished high up in the leaderboard and they're opening someone who doesn't play and has no guarantee of playing um for the future so and it really undid like four months of like really good work like Soraya was really ticking along like there was people were sharing that graph of like people you know people with new cards joining the platform and it was going up for the first time in a year and that introduced this premier league competition and things were really rolling and then this just absolutely killed everyone on Twitter's coming out. Sarah's, you know, the worst company in the world. It's going to zero. You know, they gave me a, a DNP as a tier three and now I'm, you know, burning it all down. So, oh, it was quite hard to watch. Really, I didn't win anything, so I didn't get to go through the disappointment of winning a DNP, but um, <laughs> I can certainly feel for those people who did. Yeah, right. Have you been – I'd never even asked what you did during your break. Have you spent the whole time just in Twitter comments starting fights again, <laughs> people bad-mouthing? No, you I've, been very, now? I've, been, I've been very good. I've been very good. I, um, I've just been winning four-man threshies, baby. Four-man threshies. <laughs> I've just been – I've basically just been rolling out, yeah, uh, Hugo Lloris with a big fat zero in my four-man threshold team and just, just making bank. So, well, making bank. I hit two thresholds over the Christmas period, but – and I actually won quite a bit of ETH in the so rare limited pri- cash prize tournament with my Spurs boys. Like yeah. maybe you know, not a lot. I didn't finish high. I think this week was actually my highest finish. I won like 50 bucks. Um, but I think I've won about 150 bucks over the course of the month just from that, which is, which is good because that was always just a collection for fun anyway. So so I've been doing okay. But, yeah, yeah. going Mate, back to the DMP. Well, oh, go. sorry, it's two thresholds and a bit of, you know, cash on the limited. It's probably worth more than Chani's backup goalkeeper, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, I can find out what, because um, I think that the keeper that he won got auctioned recently. I'd be interested to see what he's worth. Um, I think that's just like, I don't know, because it's hard because you were, I think we, we might have both been saying that the DMPs would be a good thing to fill out the mm. prize pool, but I just, 
I don't know why, but my whole thought process behind that was it's got to be fillers for the lower end of the prize pools. Yeah. So you can give out more rewards so more people can feel like at least you're coming away with something. You should never, ever be putting DMPs at the top end of a prize pool because surely there's or common sense there. If, if you're going to, they there's like, because they said, oh, you know, Soraya's apology was them saying, oh, we noticed that some edge cases slipped through our algorithm. Sorry about that. Like, oh, we, we might have missed a few. No, there's maybe like six DNPs on the platform that you would be happy with winning as a tier one, tier two. Like, yeah. if you've got a tier two or a tier, and you got like Vinny Junior or Cotois, you'd be stoked. You'd be that would be a good thing, and you could probably even put those guys into like tier one because there is a history of them being worth money, and people have actually bought them recently for quite a high amount of money because they know they'll be back soon and they'll be worth heaps. So, yeah. That makes sense. Like, if you finish, you'd be a bit disappointed because oh, I can't use Courtois until next season, but I've got a Courtois, you know, tier one. I'm happy with that. I won a tier five recently, tier five super rare. And I was looking in the prize pool and there was heaps of like 35 to 40 year old backup goalkeepers. And I was praying that I was going to win one because that is one where it probably will just be worth nothing and you'll never get any utility out of it, but there's a chance that it could be. It's kind of like a, its own little reward box, you know. Uh, I didn't get a goalkeeper. I got some shitter who'll just, he'll probably just never play anyway. Um, and he'll never, he'll never will amount to anything. Um, let's quickly look at Semi. Yeah, okay. So his last auction went for 0.4, which is not too bad, but you want to have something better than that for finishing fourth in like one of the biggest competitions on the on the platform. So, Yeah simple thing to do would be to just start auctioning some of these DMP players, find out what people are paying for them on the open market, and then use that into your algorithm to then appropriately tier them. I mean, that just seems so simple. It's a winner. It's a win-win. They get to get some money for some DMP cards that they're currently not making money off, and they get to actually accurately value these cards before rewarding them to people. So since the uproar of this have they backflipped on rewarding DMPs? Are they doubling down? <laughs> so, like I said, they said they were like, we're going to look at it because we realized that some a few edge cases slipped through our cracks, which a bit more than a few edge cases. Slipped through the cracks, not our cracks. Slipped through my crack. Um, and they said, we'll fix it in 10 days. <laughs> so they basically were like, we're oh. just going to chill for Christmas because it's Christmas. Uh, we'll sort it out. That sounds like a 2024 problem, which... Is fair enough. Like, yeah, as long as they fix it, I think everyone will be happy with DMP rewards if it's done correctly. Mostly, it's just going to be, oh, I, I've got a tier five in, um, you know, in All Star Rare, and I won the backup at Houston. Like, stoked. I'm stoked with that. It's at least it's, it's got potential. Yeah, 100%. it's got potential. As with any tier five, they have potential. Um, but yeah, it's just or gonna be any, valued. It's just gonna be know, valued correctly. That's all it is. Gun that I buy has potential as well. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So part the DMP is a big thing. Okay. Next thing on my gripe list. No. No. You, no. No. I get on. to go. This oh, you one, get to go. I have to. I get to go. So coins, mate. It's a miss. <laughs> you took Biggest the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Biggest miss of all. It has so much potential. Uh, it has so much potential. Yeah. Yeah, they um, <laughs> yeah, they suck. 
They suck. They they still could be good, but they suck right now. Um, they have introduced raffles for the jerseys, which makes it that will help. So you you pay like a thousand coins for a, a raffle, and if you win, you get a jersey. If you don't, you just lose your thousand coins. Which, whatever. There was some poor soul who spent like fifty thousand coins on raffle tickets and didn't win a jersey. Which. I, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he would spend that many coins on a, I suppose, I suppose coins don't matter. Do they? What else um, do you do with them, mate? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point. I have been, um, I have recently been using them to boost some of my super rares that are up around that, like level 17, level 18 marked. Cause it takes quite a while to get them up the levels, but yeah, I haven't spent any coins and, uh, I don't know. I've always thought like, oh, this could be really cool. If you if you know that your coins can buy X, Y, and Z and every week you're you're just earning coins, that could be really cool. But now I'm starting to lose faith that maybe they just can't do anything with them. Whoa. This is worthless. <laughs> and that they'll and never that buy anything cool. And they've introduced them and everyone's got them, so you can't get rid of them. Mm. Do you know how sick El- Elsa, do you know how sick to the core I am, every time I have a miserable game week and I have to have a pity, like, coin opening. Oh, I, I hate it. Oh, I don't like, even want to open it. Uh, I don't. And then it backs they up and it Fly like, towards the screen. Got like, eight mock, notifications. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the worst. You've won a reward. No, I haven't. Fuck off. <laughs> you know I have 400 coins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so glad to get that off my chest. I'm glad, on yeah. The, Continuing on that little gravy train, the the mystery jerseys had the most potential to be amazing. And, you know, hopefully in 2024 they're better, but in 2023, come on, it was impossible. Like, Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, I mean, it, it was obviously revealed that there was just people using bots to win the, win the fastest finger first, which makes sense because, you know, we, were, we both tried and we were there on the dot and couldn't get it. Um, that was a bad system. It took them a little longer than I would have expected for them to listen to people's out, outcry, um, especially once they it became clear that people were using bots. I would have thought they would have been like, right, we're changing that. They have changed it eventually. It's now raffle, um, which that's what people are asking for. So, again, props to Soraya for slowly but surely listening to, to the community. Um, I personally, I'll be, I'll be throwing some coins at some auctions, uh, some raffles, as long as they're not signed. We all know my feelings about signed jerseys, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll be putting my hat in the ring. We all know that I ruined <clears> the best <throat> gift of all time by getting a player to individually sign a personalized message for you. We get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it worst all brother right. of all time. I know, I know. Why would you do that to me? What? Dude, I, <laughs> what I swear it was my Twitch problem, chat. They man? To send it. Um, what could they, what could we spend our coins on? What would you be happy to spend your coins on, Simon? You sit there and you naysay, and you trash the coins. Where are your solutions? Get rid of them. What do you want to buy? Um, what could you buy? House deposit. <laughs> Gallery value. Um, yep. I just, don't know. I think... <laughs> just a fake little, like, I can, the, for 50,000 coins, you can just change your gallery value to whatever you want. Yeah, that'd be nice. Just for a couple of days. Ah, thirty ETH. I'm doing really well. <laughs> um, look, I don't, I don't mind the. I think the raffle's the best way to do it. At least I feel like I'm in with a chance. 
Because I mm. like the jersey. I, I really like the mystery jerseys. I think that's a great idea. Brilliant idea. But got to be what about, it. I mean, because they've got obviously the NBA partnership, MLB partnership. I'm sure they've got plenty of partnerships with like clubs. What if you could um, trade in coins for, you know, even if it's like at a ratio of 50,000 coins to 10 bucks, 20 bucks as like a gift card that you can spend, you know, in the gift shop of that particular team. You know, if, if, if they had one for MLS and it's like, right, 100,000 coins buys you a $50 voucher at the, to use only on the MLS store. You know, the MLS store is they're getting more value out of the relationship with Sorare. We're spending those that we've got something to work towards. Like, oh, okay, I want to buy Simon a, you know, a, a Reynoso jersey for Christmas. I'm going to get to work on my coins so that I can buy it for him without having to spend any of my, any of my own money. You know, that kind of thing maybe. Yeah, I like that. I think that could work. Um, I think anything where it just you can translate it to some kind of real world. Tangible products, yeah. Tangible, 100%. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is a good segue, I think, to something that last time we were speaking, we were all, it was all the rage, rivals. Now, mm. obviously you've been away from all Sorare. I've been still quite involved, but I must say rivals has lost me a little bit. Um, it just hasn't changed. It's changed a little bit. Um, it's a little bit easier to use now. They're still in the beta testing. They've, they've announced that they're moving from closed to open beta, which to me seems a bit redundant. Like it's pretty much already open anyway. Um, so it's still in beta. I think it confirms the hypothesis we had at the beginning, which is without something to play for, Pride will only get you so far. So until there's something on the line, people are just going to play it for a little while, then drop off. And people certainly aren't going to be buying pro cards just for Pride. So I reckon, I don't know if I said this in our last podcast, and I really hope I did because I'm a, that makes me a genius, but I'm pretty sure I said, whether it was on the podcast or just to you, that if it took too long for them to get rivals out of beta, then it was going to lose its buzz and they were going to lose the opportunity to leverage the excitement of this new product mm. to make the most of it. Because like you said, it's still going in better. So no one's going to be buying pro cards while it's in that because everything's going to get wiped. Yeah. Had they been quicker or done a, a more succinct, better process and just released it and knew what they were doing and released it, I think, remember the initial buzz of that three weeks? Yeah. That could have been all real that could have been on the platform for good and people could have been buying uh, cards to use and make the most of it whereas now i feel like it's the equivalent of we've opened up the christmas present i've got the new toy i've played with it for two weeks and now i'm sick of it mm, yeah the puppy's in the bin <sighs> boy that escalated quickly yeah, I mean, the, you could make the argument that you don't want them to rush it either. You want them to get it right, especially if, and they have said that this is like their, this is, they've said that this is how they're going to market Sorare. They're going to get people in at the rivals level and work them way, their way up. But I just don't know if they're getting the message that people need something to play for because we've already seen Sorare is built on the fact that people are willing to spend a lot of money to win things, even if they've actually got no chance of winning something. People will spend money if they think there's that slight sliver, but if they know that there's no chance, 
but what's the what's the difference between that and it's not like FIFA comes out before they release a new FIFA and they trial it with all the players who play FIFA before they actually release the FIFA. Like, isn't that the whole point of the design team? And in these little, you know, fun little meetings where they eat lamingtons and draw stuff on a whiteboard. Mm. They- did you know lamingtons are from New Zealand? The fuck did you just say? They should get this stuff right so that they can roll it out and they've done the research, they've done the design, it's good to go. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the messed up thing is that They've had this closed beta. I haven't seen they had they did a survey recently, Simon. You missed you missed all of this. They had a survey, very confusing survey. We'll talk about that in a bit as well. Um, didn't ask a single question about rivals. Didn't say like, did you play rivals? What did you like? What didn't you like? I think I got one quick questionnaire briefly at the start, and I was like, oh, this is a bit confusing. But they don't seem to have been like using the beta for what you would really want to use it for, which is to gather feedback. Um, so I don't know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you in that yes, they should just get it right and roll it out. But I also think it's good that they're like testing it a little bit first because they have had a lot of things where they've just rolled it out and people have gone, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, yes, that's true. But I think I don't know. In a positive, yes, listening to the community is great. Definitely a hit. But then I think a miss as well is relying too much on the community and the pla- like to dictate what goes and what doesn't go on the platform surely at the end of the day like it's your product you've got to take responsibility for your product and we enjoy it mm. why yeah. like, i feel like our opinions way too much heavily on their minds yeah i think and i mean every other podcast has kind of touched on this and is like the core of the problem is that sarah don't understand they don't think sarah is what we think sarah is uh and i think most people, if they're honest with themselves, what initially attracted them to Sorare and what kind of got the buzz going about Sorare was, hey, it's this platform where you play fantasy and you can win really cool stuff. Like you can win ETH back when ETH was cool. You can win these NFTs that are worth a lot. And if you do really well, you can win an Mbappe and that's like $50,000 of you know worth of NFT that you can sell and be a, a millionaire. Um, that was the whole draw and i think that's what people got a lot of people into sarah and then they've kind of fallen out when they kind of they lost that that connection between playing sarah and and winning and i think they've got a i don't know if they understand that that's what is going to drive people and i think with rivals they think people are just going to play for fun and that's bullshit yeah yeah um, well, they will for a couple of weeks, like most of us. I think most people in the community played for a couple of weeks, loved it. This is fun, challenging my mates, lol, and then they just get get over it. Everyone should just make lunch wheels. It makes it a lot better, trust me. I mean, Nicholas, if you want to buy the idea from us, we're willing to patent it. Um, you know, it could it could be massive for the platform. Yeah, just saying. I think, yeah, again, devil's advocate. You say about Sarah what the draw card was. You could win all these flashy things. It was very exciting. Like the the carrot was there for the, this grand prize, say the killing Mbappe rare. Yeah. Would you also argue though, and, and touching back on the ambassadors that we talked about earlier, Sarah might have gone too far into this like high rollers, high flyers club. Like you know, where we're hanging out with celebrities, Mbappe's given. Giving well, like, no, because you know, no one ever actually saw the ambassadors like 
playing Sarer at all. So they're not but, but in the they, high rollers they were club. They're paying the money though, Alster. Like they're, they're, yeah. those guys would have got paid money. And <laughs> exactly. I'm saying this is the, this is the issue is that how much money is Sarer actually putting into all these like extra nice things of these celebrities and and you know obviously it's great that it's there, but God knows how much they're paying for the Premier League. Yeah. As soon as that has died down due to the market, mm. I feel like it's sort of lost that buzz that it had and now it's trying to reinvent the wheel to try and bring that back. Yeah, it's definitely lost the buzz. That and that's that's why I go back to my point. I think we just need to hope and pray that there is a crypto bull market because crypto people are the people that love to just throw money around. What Sorare has done over the last 12 months is they have broadened their audience to the everyman the everyman who's very careful with their money and only wants you know i'll put in twenty dollars but then my wife won't allow me to put in more than twenty dollars a month and i put in twenty dollars and i buy a goalkeeper and then i have a good time and then i go to bed and i have missionary sex with my wife and then i get a good eight hours we want ballers that are going to be like fuck it i'm throwing a million bucks in i sleep in a racing car do you i sleep in a big bed with my wife oh yeah, you know that's what we want <laughs> ultimately. Yes. So I, I think, I think there's got to be an element of like trickle down economics to it a little bit. Where if you get the high rollers, you get them invested, you get people spending money, you give people that, um, you know, people want to strive to kind of win more, achieve more, improve their gallery, yield more. That's when people the market will kind of pick up again. Um, the more you focus on free to play, play for cheap. That doesn't help anything. I feel like you've always been a good ambassador for the whales. You... I wish I could speak whale. You've never necessarily been a whale yourself. <laughs> but you've always been like, hang on, let's. you need to make sure you look after the main people who are putting the big money into the platform. Because it's a good point. You can very well get caught up in the nitty gritty for, you know, little small guppy fishes like me that are, you know, whinging and moaning about my $5 reward. Mm. It's a good point. Yeah, and I think... Because there's, there's a kind of debate going on on Twitter at the moment um, about, you know, people are suggesting, I think it was Haber that suggested like, oh, what if we do more competitions where you have to buy new season cards? And of course, the old school of us are going, well, no, the whole point was that you can buy this NFT and it's got utility forever. That was the whole, one of the whole selling points. I get his point that it's encouraging people to stimulate the market and buy and get some of these old whales who are just churning through yield to actually reinvest in the platform and i think there's a good there's an element a kernel of truth there in that i do like the premier league competition i don't think was quite the success that we all thought it was going to be you know the five hundred thousand dollar prem competition but i think it certainly did get a lot of people buying especially super rares and rares you know brand new off the market so I think if they smatter in some of those things where there's a good enough carrot, but you've got to actually invest a little bit, I think they need to do much more of that, whilst also making sure that those of us who don't want to put any more money in are allowed to just keep using their cards as they were, because you can't keep shifting the goalposts too much for people who are, you know, sitting on cards that they've bought over the last however many years or months. Hmm. Um. I'm in the middle of a severe thunderstorm here in Melbourne and that whole spiel that you just gave got none of it. Um, so I don't have anything to oh. say in return, but I, I really hope that was good for everyone else that was listening. Just just say that was genius. You're a genius. Everything you said is genius. You are the smartest man alive. 
thank you. I was just saying that, um, you know, TLDR, they just need, I think they need to create more carrots for especially whales and just general users to buy more new cards. So maybe have some more special weeklies, some more tournaments where people have to buy more cards to enter, but don't mm. take away people's ability to just play their old, you know, if, if I've got a whole gallery of 2019 cards and I just want to play them and not buy any more, I should be able to do that and not be punished for that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think, I think ultimately that... <laughs> It's hard because you, you don't want Soretta to spend money and lose money and then collapse because then we all lose. So you can't be too reckless. But there has to be that, like, carrot. And there has to, I think they should be putting more cash into the prize pools at the top. Give me money. Money me. Money now. Me a money needing a lot now. So people want to progress upwards, not just upwards in terms of, oh, go from limited to rare, but, like, Right, you you know if if everything goes well for you in rare, you could win twenty thousand dollars. Not maybe not twenty thousand dollars every week, but you know what I mean. Like if the carrot is there, people will spend and people will improve their galleries to try and win, even if they never do. I mean that I am the face, I am the poster boy of that exact strategy. I've been putting money into this platform and playing every week, thinking I'm gonna win, and I never do. I have done three times, but... <laughs> I hope it doesn't sound arrogant when I say that I am the greatest man in the world. But I never do as much as I'd like. Um, so, yeah, long story short. Bit more carrot. Little bit less poor people. If you're poor, stop being poor. Sarah is going to be fine. Sorry, what about... What about... Um... NBA MLB. Oh, oh, you unzip me. Because I've never <laughs> dipped the toe in the water. You have. What, like, <laughs> like to be honest, like I know I'm not the most, you know, on the ball when it comes to Sir updates, Sir Twitter, but come on, man. Like I haven't heard a single thing about either of those two sports for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> oh man, it's. From my limited experience with it, it's just not as fun. Um, there's just a few things about NBA. I don't. I don't know anything about MLB, so I can't. I can't comment at all. Other than I think baseball's just not that exciting. Um, I don't think cricket NFTs would necessarily work either, and I think they're probably comparable sports. Um, as much as I'd be all over so rare cricket, um, but with NBA, like they're so limited. It's there's only one league. You know, football, you've got the whole world, except the A-League. NBA, you've just got that league. There's like five MVPs. If you don't have one of those, you just won't win. You probably won't win anyway because they did what people said they wanted them to do, which is to lower the scarcities so that the card values went up. They did that. Now it's impossible to win anything. They can't give away any more rewards. So no one's, except the real whales, are winning anything. So people are just selling, and the and when st people start selling, it just creates this like race to the bottom, and that's what's happening in NBA at the moment. Add to that the fact that like it's not that fun to watch your players play. I just I keep an I check my scores, and I, every now and then I'll turn a game on, but it's it's not that it's not the same because that decisive action in soccer in football is so definitive. Yes, 
Yes. It's it's kind of I think I've always said it mirrors b- basketball. I basketball's fine, but I could I could never watch the first 97% of a ba- basketball game and just watch the last minute and I'd be happy. Like that's really all you need to do. And the problem with Sora NBA is like if you've got Nikola Jokic and he's on the team and they get out to a massive lead at three quarter time, he's just not going to come on in the fourth quarter. And you so you lose because their team is doing well. Like in in football, if you get a stack and they win five nil, you're probably going to win. You know, you're going to podium. If you've got some Denver Nuggets players and they blow it out in the third quarter, you're you're going to lose. <laughs> so it makes yeah. no, it's all backwards. And I think that people are just a bit over it. Like you kind of feel, I feel anyway, like it's just a a real luck of the draw. There's not a, a huge amount of skill involved, and I think that's causing some problems. Do you want to hear the most reckless thing that's ever been said in a podcast? Ooh. And it definitely, definitely wouldn't work because it would ruin the lives of thousands and thousands of people. But Ooh, go on. at any point, do you have to cut off a limb to save the body? Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. <laughs> um... At any point, do you give old NBA and MLB the chop? <laughs> See you later, guys. And help us boys here <sighs> on the football side. Oh man, uh, I don't Here's know. Your clip, mate. There's your title for YouTube, Alistair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, so part of the survey, Simon, that you missed was that they were like, "Which tournaments do you uh, enjoy playing, and which tournaments do you not like enjoy playing?" And basically, reading between the lines, they're like, "Which tournaments do you want us to keep, and which ones do you want us to get rid of?" And I think Black on the Sarah Andrews was like, "Asia, get rid of it. Second division, get rid of it." It's like we're going to ruin some lives, but we don't care. Yeah. Get rid of it. Um, ah, I don't think they should get rid of it. I think Rare NBA is probably oh, it's hard because you can win some cash now, and the players do have values that those values are rapidly plummeting because I think people are just not enjoying the product. I think that's what it comes down to. So I don't think they should cut it. I don't think there's any benefit in cutting it. But I think anyone who's joining NBA to like try and win or yield in any way is probably should think again. I would love to do a, a tour of the Surreal headquarters. Just see everyone in their little stations. Like, you know, there's the big team over at football. Like I said, they're doing their brainstorming meetings constantly. I mean, they come up with a new idea at least once a fortnight. So they're constantly in meetings. You know, you've got Dave over at NBA. He's just by himself. It's a one-man team. Um, you know, he doesn't <laughs> see his wife and kids because he's just he's just trying to keep his little baby afloat. Stressing out. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like that was because that was introduced oh, back into 2022, right? Yeah, yeah, midway through yeah. the last season, yeah. Um, and I feel like looking back, if that's what we're doing, 2023 was not a great year for either of those codes. Mm, yeah, it, it it could also be just a – it could just be a victim of the current market cycle we're going through where people, you know – Everyone's trying to sell because they're because sentiment is low, and then that just means that prices go even further, and that's just a vicious cycle. Maybe it'll hit that 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 bump, and then all of a sudden it, it goes back up the other way. Who knows? It probably just didn't. It didn't have long enough in the boom to build that base of loyal players and supporters of it. I feel like there's a lot of us that are still in football because we had such a good time in the good times. So yep. we're happy to ride through the low periods where basketball never. Did or didn't have enough time to build that following. 
they also just, I don't know if they're just like being a bit stingy with what they're giving away. Uh, <laughs> money, please. Oh, no, no, there's no money. Um, Maybe they have to for the economics of it. I don't know. But like the one thing that the So Rare NBA did do well, I think, was the month-long cash competition where people won cash. A friend of mine won like a sizable amount of cash. And that was exciting because you had to buy new season cards and they're early enough now that you could probably get away with that and be like, hey, you have to buy new season cards to play this tournament. The problem, one of the biggest problems NBA has is there's only three tournaments to play every week, one of which is underdog, which is absolutely bullshit. Like, it, underdog doesn't work like it does in football. Like, in football, your boy's got a chance of an assist or a goal, you know, at any moment. It could happen. The impossible could happen. Um, you know, Diego Chara could bang one out from 70 metres. In basketball, it's... It doesn't. It's not going to happen. The shit players will get a couple of minutes off the bench, and they'll be shit. And it's just a battle of who's the shittest. Not a fun tournament at all. If they just had more stuff each week, ah, okay, I'm going on a real rant here. They have introduced new tournaments, like every now and then. They're like, here's a veterans tournament, here's a Christmas tournament, but you don't win anything good. You win like a. I think it was if you came like top three in the veterans tournament you won like a 50 dollars nba gift card it's like is that really worth putting my pl buying players for and putting them in there probably not then they did the christmas one i was like yeah you win like a christmas card <laughs> wait you Again, win a christmas card like a christmas theme they've got like these christmas themed cards they're kind of cool oh, okay. um yeah again just that carrot like People have got galleries that they they have got cards they can't play because there's not enough tournaments, and then when there is extra tournaments, the prizes on on offer are awful. They're really yeah. Dave needs sacking, I reckon. Sorry, Dave. Mm. Sorry, Dave. Do you think on the football side of things, you talked about like the lack of tournaments this year? Do you think the more tournaments they rolled out, the new tournaments they rolled out, all the special tournaments, are they do they hit the mark there, or is that? I think so. I don't think there's any tournaments where everyone, apart from Legends, which everyone was kind of like, you know, that didn't really work. But everything else, I think, like, most of them are now either regular fixtures or people really enjoyed them while they were around. Um, the only thing I've got to say is, like, we've got to do some different special weeklies, guys. I don't know. If you're not an AC Milan or a Borussia Dortmund fan, basically there has been nothing for you on Soraya. Like, they've got all these partnerships with these big clubs and I feel like they're just not, they could be using it so much more than they are. Like, and it doesn't even need to be, you know, fly on the plane with AC Milan. I've said it many times. That sounds mortifying to me. Just fly on the plane with a bunch of football players. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't deserve to be here. Sorry about that. Um, but they used to have like special weeklies where it was, you could use different cards in your gallery, like over 32s. Remember that one? Like, I think we both mm. did relatively well in that one. Wait, that you was know, my, um, my thing. Yeah. All, all Americans, you know, have to have to come from America or, you know, you can have some fun with it and put cool prizes on the line that don't necessarily, you know, they don't need to, I know I've just said that they should put more carrots in there. I think that's more on the NBA side. Like, so Rare could get away with doing a few more things where there's, yeah. Like I remember when back in the glory days of special weeklies, the whole thing was that you could win a super rare. You could put rares in and you could win a super rare. And I remember one of my, my first super rares that I won 
was a Argentinian player because it was an, like an Argentina and Brazil only special weekly. And I won an Argentinian super rare. Um, another week was I won uh, Uribe from Porto in a Portuguese only one. And that was like, for, I went and bought cards to play that because I was like, oh, I've already got three Portuguese players. If I get two more, I could win a super rare with this. That's the kind of thing that needs you need to get people going, not like match tickets because then you are, or, you know, tickets to go and hang out with Dortmund because it's like, well, that's only Dortmund fans. doesn't really, mm. no one benefits from that except them. That's a really good point. And, you know, little random segue, I'm assuming with private jets, I'm not really sure how they work, but I'm assuming seating you can sit wherever. Now, I don't know if it's anything like back here, but so at the Storm, on away games, you travel with the team and you get the bus to the game. So the players have got their headphones on, pre-match, like they're getting in, in their zone, professional athletes. And here we are, we've got to go on the, on the bus with the team. Now, the problem is, is that as staff, normally we're the first to put our bags under the bus and go onto the bus. Now, the issue being all the players, some or not all of the players, but a large majority of players and staff are extremely superstitious about where they sit on the bus. Now, oh. so when your first first or second away trip, you have to go onto the bus and it's like a little game of minefield where you don't want to sit in some star player's seat. And it didn't happen to me, but I'll never forget the poor social media girl, her first away trip, t- took a seat and then these players started walking by. It's like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. And turns out she was sitting in one of, you know, the star players' superstitious, superstitious seats. Um, <laughs> so, like, I can totally relate to, I think that would be the worst idea ever, having to go on the plane with AC Milan's players and I'm, you know, in one of their seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, it's, all, it's fraught with danger, that whole, that whole prize. I, would, I don't think I would enjoy any of it. I don't think I would enjoy a single second. <laughs> It's not the cool experience you think it is because you're just trying to be invisible because these yeah. are professional athletes. They're getting ready for the game. Like, yeah, like you said, headphones are on. They don't want to be like, oh, can you sign my NFT, please? Oh, sorry, yeah. I've got to log in. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> See, what I get that you got a decisive for me. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right. Well, okay. Well, look, that, Simon, we, we're, yeah. we're going a little bit long here, but I think it's our first episode back. You've, there's a lot to catch up on. I think we've covered most of it. Now, the big, the, the, the elephant in the room is, of course, your so rare career. We were very dramatic at the end of last year. People were like, is, he, is Simon leaving? What's happening? We left it very, it was a very cliffhanger. Um, you know, McLeod's daughter's season six. Very, very niche reference there for anyone that, at home. Um, if anyone gets that, I will <laughs> sell you. I'll give you my gallery, honestly. We're <laughs> a niche podcast and we're dropping niche references. Um, but look, I'm I'm also in the dark here. What are you going to do? Have you you've had a break? You've you you've let your boys score hundreds without even being in a lineup. How are you feeling about the new year? And, and do you think it is the end of the road for Soraya and this podcast will just become me ranting at you about stuff that you don't know or care about? Look, I think I've come to a decision that obviously financially can't give myself to Soraya as I have in the past, but I do still love it and I love the pod. I Honestly, it's 
the people we meet, like I think the other week you jumped on um, the Sarah After Dark podcast. Like this little community we've built, I reckon, is just elite. Like I'm not ready to like leave that by any means. So, you know, we all know I love a little 180, little backflip. Um, obviously made the monumental move to limiteds. Mm. Now thinking, okay, let's go back to the old days, back to little Simon. Mm. Came onto the platform. Back to where it all began. What was the goal? It was Alistair going, hey, man, you can go on this platform, get a couple of players, you can win 50 bucks a week. Me, a money, needing a lot now. Plug them in. They don't have to, you don't have to beat everyone else. You just have to beat the game. 50 bucks mm. every week, roll it in. Yeah, now, so you're buying a unique threshold team. Yeah, I think yep. with the price at the moment, I could pick up a couple team. of uniques. <laughs> couple sell my, of, sell couple my car, we're in. Um, so I think to keep my finger on the pulse, to keep involved in the platform, take away the element of how hard it is to win mm. or how bad I am at Surreal, let's be real, go back to just having a threshy. And um, depending on how much ether I have left over, I'm haven't quite worked out the specifics of how much it's going to cost me. Maybe specific. All right. Um, no, no. I want you to say it after me. Specific. 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 Maybe that's for next week's ep. Mm. Still might have some limiteds to just have a bit of fun on the side, but I think um, that's my way forward. Does that sound good to you, Alster? I'm just happy you're here. <laughs> we got you back in. You, we got, well, you we got can, our hooks in you now. Next, you can take the gut away from you, the camera now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> You can uh, you can count on in six months' time when you know Simon's degen back into the platform and he's taken out personal loans and you know look this 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 super air or this, this second division super air team is going to make it I can feel it um, no look I think that's as much as you're now like one of the leeches um, that you know is going to kill Sorare I think that's a good move for you I think part of the this is an interesting insight I think when if you look, think about when Sorare was the most fun, it probably was when you had just a ragtag team of boys and all you wanted to do was either hit the threshold or, um, you know, win that, just win a card. Do you remember how exciting it was when you won that, uh, what was his name? Matt Polster. Matt Polster. Matt Polster. And like, because you just, it, you had, not only did you have to have five things go right, it was like five shit players had to just do something a little bit good. Um, and you could pull off a win, and it was so exciting. And I think you could almost pinpoint the moment when you invested more, bought good players, and then didn't win. That was almost just a letdown. And it was, I think, Laird said something the other day on his podcast that I thought was a really good point. He was talking about his old like DFS days, and he was like, it got to the point where to win was just a relief, and to lose would just ruin your your week. So you didn't even get like the enjoyment of winning. It wasn't like an excitement. It was like, oh, I didn't lose. Well, that's good. I can, you know, keep going next week. And I think that's where you probably got to where you're like, if you finally won something, you're like, oh, okay, great. I won something, you know. It's a, it's a recipe for being becoming jaded. Whereas I think if you've just got five little battlers, especially now, it's such a – you can buy a threshold team for – 350 bucks 400 bucks and they're relatively good players and you know that way it's the reward is something where it's actually significant in relation to your gallery value you know 50 bucks for a 450 dollar gallery 500 dollar gallery uh and you can just get behind your boys and if they don't win then it's like well they weren't going to win anyway and i think it's the fact of if they do well enough and they beat 
what I'm trying to hit, which is the threshold. No one can take that away from me. You know, how, how often... <laughs> You'd be the first person ever where they're like, oh, I won the threshold, and they just give you $33. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Simon, it's the luck of the draw. Most people get 50, but you just gave you 33 for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, mate. Slipped through the cracks. Well, they gave you they uh, give you fifty dollars worth of like a cryptocurrency that could be something, could be something yeah. in a few years. So, uh, Simon, this week we're actually trialing. We're just giving away ten thousand coins. Stir <laughs> <laughs> threshold. Fuck. Ah, uh, shit. All right. Well, um, look, I'm, uh, that's that's exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we'll still have something to to root for over the weekend. It's it's that good because it's like you know there's a few weeks where score well, but then a couple of stacks do really well and you slip down the. I'm not competing against anyone else. Like, yeah, it's just me in the game. Like, it sort of simplifies it, which I think works for me given my investment time-wise into the platform. Um, totally. And look, I don't know if I can be stuffed taking money off again. So I'll probably just keep what I have left over into my limiteds and happy days. So, yep, I think I think that's the way to do it. I mean, yeah, you'll need to build a little bit of a squad so you got some depth, so you don't have to go through the process of like trying to buy a player every week yeah. um because thinking... just so... oh. yeah, go on. sorry i just because i i know when i first did my limiteds i was saying like how good it is watching my boys i still stand by that um it's just i think yeah the the rare threshold team can offset the weeks those long runs where you don't win yep Total, just absolutely. keep kicking it over yeah because yep. i don't want to lose it's... being able to watch the boys i do really really enjoy that Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, we can t- we'll do, next week we can really go into like who you're going to buy, but obviously, like, you there's, I mean, the market is pretty low at the moment. Not to say it can't go lower, um, but there are, you know, the MLS prices are pretty low at the moment. Um, you know, for a threshold team, you could get something pretty good there. Do you think you want to have the stress of watching your threshold boys run around, or would you rather have the wake up and see if I've won a threshy of the European leagues or the or maybe, maybe you could say the consistency of the European leagues. Probably a wake up. See if I hit the threshy. That's why I got the limited boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, no, mate, I, 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 mean, I agree. Yeah. Like maybe there might be one or two players in the lineup that I like the team and I watch, but I don't think I have to have five guys and I'm like, yes, got to watch you this week. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be. Uh, um, I've bought myself a couple of second division players recently to try and start a bit of a rare threshy team. Um, but yeah, let's do some scouting next week. We're back, baby. Yeah. We're back. We're back. New year, new me. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Um, before we go, Alster. Oh, plans for twenty twenty four. We've reflected yes. very heavily on twenty twenty three, but mm. aside from my you know dramatic move and flip flopping around. Yeah. Surrender and under. Like we said, first full year last year. What, what can what can everyone listening and watching expect to see or hear in the new year? Uh, I think we're probably going to follow the John Nellis uh, model, which is to start talking about everything other than Surair, um, start travelling up and down the country um, for you know five pound a day or whatever it was, um, and then just eventually fade out from Surair altogether and just become rich and famous. Yeah, cool. That was my plan. How's so that, that sounds sound? good. Sounds lovely. Good. Yeah, sell out at the soonest opportunity. You know, as soon Fantastic. as someone offers us a bit of cash, we're off. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys, yeah. for the yeah. good times, but we're out. Nah. Uh, I I would like to. Um, I think I want to. I keep trying to do more little, just little bits, content, 
fun bits. I think that's something that we've kind of carved out a little niche for ourselves there and that we're the only people that are really doing like skits and stuff around Surreal, which I think is good, especially in, you know, dire times like today. Um, I'd like to do some more in-person content where you and I go to games, try and, you know, do some more live stuff. Um, I think the closest place we'd have to go to America if we were to like follow a Surreal game. <laughs> in person but hey let's not write it off the cards i think that would be that would be hella fun if we could do could something do like that could do japan could do japan that is a very good point that would be oh my god great we have content. to see we have to see show sasaki in the flesh there you go you've just answered the question Done. all right now all we need is fifty thousand more coins and we can trade it in for a plane ticket maybe i don't know we'll figure it out Mm. i I like that idea i think i think let's let's set a little goal for at some stage this year so rare boys trip you know put some of those unique threshies uh to work get ourselves over there make some content for the boys for all the show fans out there sounds good sounds good all right well let's wrap it up there we'll be back next week back at our regular schedule hope you haven't missed a regular schedule of completely random times throughout the week so yeah, look forward to it. Better than nothing. All right, catch you later, mates. All right, see you, mates. Bye.